0: Chapter Forty Two of the Spanish Brothers by Deborah Alcock. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter Forty Two. Quiet days. I think that by and by all things which were perplexed a while ago, and life's long vain conjecturings will simple, calm, and quiet grow. Already round about me, some august and solemn sunset seems deep sleeping in a dewy dome, and bending over a world of dreams. Owen Meredith The penitent laid Carlos gently on his pallet. He still possessed a measure of physical strength, and the worn frame was easy to lift. Then he knocked loudly on the door for help, as he had been instructed to do in any case of need. But no one heard, or at least no one heeded him, which was not remarkable, since during more than twenty years he had not, on a single occasion, thus summoned his jailers. Then, in utter ignorance what next to do, and in very great distress, he bent over his young companion, helplessly wringing his hands. Carlos stirred at last and murmured, Where am
1: I? What is it?
0: BUT EVEN BEFORE FULL CONSCIOUSNESS RETURNED, THERE CAME THE SENSE, TAUGHT BY THE BITTER EXPERIENCE OF THE LAST TWO YEARS, THAT HE MUST LOOK WITHIN FOR AID. HE COULD EXPECT NONE FROM ANY FELLOW-CREATURE. HE TRIED TO RECOLLECT HIMSELF. SOME BEWILDERING, AWFUL JOY HAD FALLEN UPON HIM, STRIKING HIM TO THE EARTH. WAS HE FREE? WAS HE PERMITTED TO SEE JUAN? SLOWLY, VERY SLOWLY, ALL GREW CLEAR TO HIM. He half raised himself, grasped the penitent's hand, and cried aloud,
2: My father! Are you better, senor?
0: asked the old man with solicitude.
2: Do me the favor to drink this wine. Father, my father,
1: I am your son. I am Carlos Alvarez de Santillanos y Mania.
2: Do you not understand me, father? I do not understand you, senor
0: said the penitent moving a little away from him with a mixture of dignified courtesy and utter amazement in his manner strange to behold who
2: is it that i have the honour to address oh my father i am your son your very son carlos i have never seen you till here yesterday that is quite true and yet Nay, nay!
0: interrupted the old man
2: you are speaking wild words to me i had but one boy juan juan rodrigo the heir of the house of alvarez de Menasha was always called juan he lives he is captain don juan now the bravest soldier and the best
1: truest hearted man on earth how you would love him would you could see him face to
2: face yet no thank god you cannot my babe a captain in his imperial majesty's army
0: said don juan in whose thoughts the great emperor was reigning still and i carlos continued in a broken agitated voice
1: i born when they thought you dead i who opened my young eyes on this sad world the day god took my mother home from all its sin and sorrow i am brought here in his mysterious providence to comfort you after your long dreary years of suffering
2: your mother did you say your mother my wife costanza mia oh let me see your face
0: carlos raised himself to a kneeling attitude and the old man laid his hand on his shoulder and gazed at him long and earnestly at length carlos removed the hand and drawing it gently upwards placed it on his head father he said
1: you will love your son you will bless him will you not he has dwelt long amongst those who hated him and never spoke to him save in wrath and scorn and his heart pines for human love and tenderness
0: don juan did not answer for a while but he ran his fingers through the soft fine hair
2: so like hers
0: he murmured dreamily
2: thin eyes are hers too far yes yes i do bless thee but who am i to bless god bless thee my son
0: in the long long silence that followed the great convent bell rang out it was noon for the first time for twenty years the penitent did not hear that sound carlos heard it however agitated as he was he yet feared the consequences that might follow should the penitent omit any part of the penance he was bound by oath to perform so he gently reminded him of it father how strangely sweet the name sounded
1: father at this hour you always recite the penitential psalms when you have finished we will talk together i have ten thousand things to tell you
0: with a silent unreasoning submission that had become a part of his nature the penitent obeyed and going to his usual station before the crucifix began his monotonous task the fresh life newly awakened in his heart and brain was far from being strong enough as yet to burst the bonds of habit and this was well those bonds were his safeguard but for their wholesome restraint mind or body or both might have been shattered by the tumultuous rush of new thoughts and feelings. But the familiar Latin words, repeated without thought, almost without consciousness, soothed the weary brain like a slumber. Meanwhile, Carlos thanked God with a full heart. Here, then, here, in the dark prison, the very abode of misery, had God given him the desire of his heart, fulfilled the longing of his early years. Now the wilderness and the solitary place were glad the desert rejoiced and blossomed as the rose now his life seemed complete its end answering its beginning all its meaning lying clear and plain before him he was satisfied
1: Ruby, Ruby, i have found our father all that i could but tell thee my royal
0: was the cry of his heart though he forced his lips to silence nor could the tears of joy that sprang unbidden to his eyes be permitted to overflow since they might perplex and trouble his fellow-captive his father he had still a task to perform and to that task his mind soon bent itself perhaps instinctively taking refuge in practical detail from emotions that might otherwise have proved too strong for his weakened frame he set himself to consider how bessie could revive the past and make the present comprehensible to the aged and broken man without overpowering or bewildering him he planned to tell him in the first instance all that he could about nuera and this he accomplished gradually as he was able to bear the strain of conversation he talked of dolores and diego described both the exterior and interior of the castle in fact made him see again the scenes to which his eye had been accustomed in past days with special minuteness did he picture the little room within the hall both because it was less changed since his father's time than the others, and because it had been his favorite apartment.
1: And on the window, he said, there were some words written with a diamond, doubtless by your hand, my father. My brother and I used to read them in our childhood. We loved them, and dreamed many a wondrous dream about them. Do you not remember them?
0: But the old man shook his head. Then Carlos began,
2: El Dorado, Yo he trovado. Yes, I remember now,'
0: said Don Juan promptly.
1: "'And the golden country you had discovered, "'was it not the truth as revealed in Scripture?'
0: "'asked Carlos, perhaps a little too eagerly. "'The penitent mused a space, grew bewildered, said at last sorrowfully,
2: "'I know not, I cannot now recall what moved me to write those lines.' or even when i wrote them
0: in the next place carlos ventured to tell all he had heard from dolores about his mother the fact of his wife's death had been communicated to the prisoner but this was the only fragment of intelligence about his family that had reached him during all these years when she was spoken of he showed emotion slight in the beginning but increasing at every succeeding mention of her name, until Carlos, who had at first been glad to find that the slumbering cords of filling responded to his touch, came at last to dread laying his hands upon them. They were apt to moan so piteously, and once and again did his father say, gazing at him with ever-increasing fondness,
2: Thy face is hers, rise anew before me
0: carlos tried hard to awaken don juan's interest in his firstborn. It is true that he cherished an almost passionate love for juanito the babe but it was such a love as we feel for children whom god has taken to himself in infancy juan the youth juan the man seemed to him a stranger difficult to conceive of or to care about yet in time carlos did succeed in establishing a bond between the long-imprisoned father and the brave noble free-hearted son who was so like what that father had been in his early manhood he was never weary of telling of juan's courage juan's truthfulness juan's generosity often concluding with the words
1: he would have been your favorite son had you known him my father
0: as time wore on he won from his father's lips the principal facts of his own story his past was like a picture from which the colouring once bright and varied has faded away leaving only the bare outlines of fact and here and there the shadows of pain still faintly visible what he remembered that he told his son but gradually and often in very disjointed fragments which carlos carefully pieced together in his thoughts until he formed out of them a tolerably connected whole just three and twenty years before on his arrival in seville in obedience to what he believed to be a summons from the emperor the conde de nuera had been arrested and thrown into the secret dungeons of the inquisition he well knew his offence he had been the friend and associate of de valero he had read and studied the scriptures he had even advocated in the presence of several witnesses the doctrine of justification by faith alone nor was he unprepared to pay the terrible penalty had he at the time of his arrest been led at once to the rack of the stake it is probable he would have suffered with a constancy that might have placed his name beside that of the most heroic martyrs but he was allowed to wear out long months in suspense and solitude and in what his eager spirit found even harder to bear absolute inaction excitement motion string occupation for mind and body had all his life been a necessity to him in the absence of this he pined grew melancholy listless morbid his faith was genuine and would have been strong enough to enable him for anything in the line of his character but it failed under trials purposely and sedulously contrived to assail that character through its weak points when already worn out with dreary imprisonment he was beset by arguments clever ingenious sophistical framed by men who made argument the business of their lives thus attacked he was like a brave but unskilful man fencing with adepts in the noble science he knew he was right and with a vulgate in his hand he thought he could have proved it but they assured him they proved the contrary nor could he detect a flaw in their syllogisms when he came to examine them if not convinced then surely he ought to have been they conjured him not to let pride and vain glory seduce him into self-opinionated obstinacy but to submit his private judgment to that of the holy catholic church and they promised that he should go forth free only chastised by a suitable and not disgraceful penance and by a pecuniary fine the hope of freedom burned in his heart like fire and by this time there was sufficient confusion in his brain for his will to find arguments there against the voice of his conscience so he yielded though not without conflict fierce and bitter his retractation was drawn up in as mild a form as possible by the inquisitors and duly signed by him no public act of penance was required as strict secrecy was to be observed in the whole transaction but the inquisitor-general valdez felt a well-grounded distrust of the penitent's sincerity which was quickened perhaps by a desire to appropriate to the use of the holy office a larger share of his possessions than the moderate fine alluded to probably too he dreaded the disclosures that might have followed had the count been restored to the world he had recourse therefore to an artifice often employed by the inquisitors and seriously recommended by their standard authorities the fly for such traitors were common enough to have a technical name as well as a recognized existence reported that the Conde de nuera railed the holy office blasphemed the catholic faith and still adhered in his heart to all his abominable heresies the result was a sentence of perpetual imprisonment don juan's condition was truly pitiable then like samson he was shorn of the locks in which his strength lay bound hand and foot and delivered over to his enemies because he could not bear perpetual imprisonment he had renounced his faith and denied his lord and now without the faith he had renounced without the lord he had denied he must bear it it told upon him as it would have told on nine men out of ten perhaps on ninety-nine out of a hundred his mind lost its activity its vigour its tone it became in time almost a passive instrument in the hands of others and then the dominican monk fray ricardo brought his powerful intellect and his strong will to bear upon him he had been sent by his superiors he was not prior until long afterwards to impart the terrible story of her husband's arrest to the lady of nuera with secret instructions to ascertain whether her own faith had been tampered with in his fanatical zeal he performed a cruel task cruelly but he had a conscience and its fault was not insensibility when he heard the tale of the lady's death a few days after his visit he was profoundly affected accustomed however to a religion of weights and balances it came naturally to him to set one thing against another by way of making the scales even if he could be the means of saving the husband's soul he would feel to say the least much more comfortable about his conduct to the wife he spared no pains upon the task he had set himself and a measure of success crowned his efforts having first reduced the mind of the penitent to a cold blank calm agitated by no wave of restless thought or feeling he had at length the delight of seeing his own image reflected there as in a mirror he mistook that spectral reflection for a reality and great was his triumph when day by day he saw it move responsive to every motion of his own but the arrest of his penitent son broke in upon his self-satisfaction it seemed as though a dark doom hung over the family which even the father's repentance was powerless to avert he wished to save the youth and he had tried to do it after his fashion but his efforts only resulted in bringing up before him the pale accusing face of the lady of nuera and in interesting him more than he cared to acknowledge in the impenitent heretic who seemed to him such a strange mixture of gentleness and obstinacy surely the father's influence would prevail with the son originally a much less courageous and determined character and now already wrought upon by a long period of loneliness and suffering perhaps also monk fanatic and inquisitor though he was the pleasantness of trying the experiment and cheering thereby the last days of the pious and docile penitent his own especial convert weighed a little with him for he was still a man moreover like many hard men he was capable of great kindness towards those whom he liked and with the full approbation of his conscience he liked his penitent whilst rather in spite of his conscience he liked his penitent son carlos did not trouble himself over much about the prior's motives he was too content in his new-found joy too engrossed in his absorbing task the concern and occupation of his every hour almost of his every moment He was as one who tolls patiently to clear away the moss and lichen that has grown over a memorial stone, that he may bring out once more, in all their freshness, the precious words engraved upon it. The inscription was there, and there it had been always, so he told himself, all that he had to do was to remove that which covered and obscured it. He had his reward, life returned, first through love for him, to the heart, then through the heart to the brain not rapidly and with tingling pain as it returns to a frozen limb but gradually and insensibly as it comes to the dry trees in spring but in the trees life shows itself first in the extremities it is slowest in appearance in those parts which are really nearest the sources of all life so the penitent's interest in other subjects and his care for them revived yet in one thing the greatest of all these seemed lacking still. There did not return the spiritual light in life which Carlos could not doubt he had enjoyed in past days. Sometimes it is true he would startle his son by unexpected reminiscences, disjointed fragments of the truth for which he had suffered so much. He would occasionally interrupt Carlos when he was repeating to him passages from the Testament to tell him,
2: Something Don Rodrigo said about that when he expounded the epistle to the romans
0: but these were only like the rich flowers that surprised the explorer amidst the tangled weeds of a waste ground showing that a carefully tended garden has flourished there once very long ago
1: it is not that i desire him above all things to hold this doctrine or that
0: thought carlos
1: i desire him to find christ again and to rejoice in his love as doubtless he did in the old days and surely he will since christ found him chose him for his own even before the foundation of the world
0: but in order to bring this about perhaps it was necessary that the faded colors of his soul should be steeped in the strong and bitter waters of a great agony that they might regain thereby their full freshness End of chapter forty two